If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Lynn Shea, and welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Podcast. And I mean it, don't go out there. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. What's up, Don't Go Out There fans? Myself, Dustin, and Brian, we're all getting together. We all saw the newly released Insidious, The Red Door. We're going to just give our quick instant reaction. We're going to jump into some spoilers, too. So don't listen to this if uh, you haven't seen it yet, or unless you just like having the movie ruined for you and you're one of those people. You can listen to it then if you want to. Uh, (laughs) I'll kick us off with just some general thoughts. Went into it with pretty high expectation just because... I would say of the four co-hosts, I'm the biggest fan of the entire franchise. I like pretty much all of them. I mean, certain ones are better than the others, obviously, but I like all four movies. Uh, Patrick Wilson did a great job in his directorial debut. The acting is great, but honestly, I was pretty let down by the movie, and I'll dive into it when we get into our positives and negatives. Brian, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Like you mentioned, I mean, I'm I'm not as much of a fan of the Insidious franchise as you are. Uh, in fact, I only really like the first two movies. Um, you know, I, I'm not the I'm not, and I'm not saying I don't like the third and the fourth one personally. I'm just saying, like, I don't really uh, I, I could do without them. You know, it's, I, I, I guess I'm more interested in Patrick Wilson and the Lambert family and, and, you know, their journey, I guess you could say. So this one. I really liked it. You know, I won't go into spoilers yet because we haven't got there, but this one, uh, it's not even really the story that did this for me. It was more of the, the, my ability to latch onto the, to, to a certain part of the aspects of, of the characters and something that, uh, something that really, they really pushed and I was, it really hit home for me. I totally get it. And I watched when I was watching, I thought Brian, I think will attach to this one more because of, what the movie was doing between the two main characters. I get that a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Nico, you said you're probably the biggest fan of this franchise of anyone on our show. Um, I am the least fan of this franchise. Of anyone on our show. I think it's, it's pretty clear when we did the original, uh, in our review, I gave it like a 4.75 or something like, I don't know. I, the second one, I like a little bit more, I think. Uh, I didn't see the third and fourth, but I know this one only follows the yeah. first and second one. So I went and see it, 
and I wasn't disappointed because I had low expectations to begin with. <laughs> um, and it, it makes no sense because I love Patrick Wilson. Rose Byrne is absolutely gorgeous, but she's also a great actress. Um, I like Ty Simpkins. Uh, I, it's got a lot of things going for it. I like Lee Wanell. It's just, to me, the Insidious franchise is too, the storyline is too convoluted. It tries to do too many things at once and uh, kind of makes up rules as it go. I'm a big rules guy. If you're going to establish rules for your villain or for your uh, antagonist, they need to be consistent. Don't just throw them in here and there as, for convenience sake. And I feel like this movie did it again. It just threw stuff in there that didn't make sense before just for convenience sake. So didn't really like it. Okay, let's jump into our positives. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, Patrick Wilson's directorial debut, I think it had good direction, really good cinematography. The movie looked really good. The acting is fantastic. As you would expect from a Patrick Wilson, uh, you know, Rose Byrne, like Dustin mentioned, Ty Simpkins, I think is actually a very underrated actor. If you've seen the movie The Whale, he's fantastic in that. Jurassic World, brother. <laughs> uh, you you think I've seen Jurassic World? Come on, oh, be, be honest with yourself. <laughs> uh, really good jump scares, but only really in the beginning of the movie. Uh, the jump scare when Ty or Ty Dalton is painting when he first gets to the college, when it, the painting like grabs his hand, that's a fantastic jump scare. Scared the shit out of me. The whole audience I was with kind of got one of those little, you know, those moments. I really like that. Uh, and the the lipstick demon looks a lot better in this movie compared to the first one. The first one yeah. is way too comic booky yeah. looking. Darth Can't Maul. really take it serious. Yeah, Darth Maul. Shout out to Star Wars, something I truly love and passionate about. Oh yeah, but, absolutely. <laughs> but you know that's really about that's really about the extent of my positives. And I hate to say that because, like I mentioned, I am a big fan of the franchise, especially the first two with the Lambert family. But that's about it positive-wise for me. Uh, Brian, what about you? I think the visuals were fantastic. Um, let me – Sinclair Daniel as Chris Winslow, she stole the show for me. Like, I thought she was fucking hilarious. And I did not expect to enjoy that little, you know, upbeat kind of character moments that we get with her uh, more than, you know, really the rest of it. But, okay, listen – my biggest thing isn't even the story. I mean, it's pretty cookie cutter, and I know we're not getting negatives, but I'll just go ahead and say it there. I mean, besides some jump scares, which I thought the jump scares were good, like you mentioned, this thing isn't breaking any new ground or really doing anything you don't really expect. The thing I was really able to latch on to is, I mean, this is not even it's not even about the demon or the further or whatever, you know, the upside down. This being about strictly the relationship between father and son with my son getting to be, you know, a teenager, I was just able to really relate to this so much that it really put me into this movie and made me feel something and give a shit and care about what was going on in a way that I'm not sure I would have otherwise. Uh, because like I said, looking back on this, it's nothing special. And one could even argue, why was this even made? Uh, but I did, I enjoyed it, you know, and it's, it's because of that level I was able to really get to, that let me empathize with it. And really, I really connected with this movie on, on a different level. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was well acted. However, I think that some of the dialogue wasn't my favorite. Um, I thought some was like, ah, people don't really talk like that. Like I had a couple moments in this movie like that. Um, I thought the, the visuals looked great. The lipstick demon, like you said, Nico looked a yes. lot better. Definitely didn't look like Darth Maul it was creepy as shit when he was eating his own skin. Um, 
I really yeah. like the, you know, some of the shots we got the cinematography, how there's a couple times when, um, Josh is, you see someone dressed in like orange or brown and like out of focus in the background and then it moves and they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it yeah. turns out, you know, spoiler, like we said, a spoiler alert. It's his dad. Like, uh, he's in the car at, when he drops Dalton off. You see him, or I, I guess he's at the funeral. You see his dad in the street behind the car and then he's gone. And then when he's doing the memory game on the windows, he lifts it up and there you see it, puts it back down, lifts it back up. He's there. Then he lifts it up again. He's gone. And then he comes crashing through the window for a great jump scare. I agree. This movie does have some good in that. It's just the inconsistencies. Like, his dad coming towards him now, all of a sudden, five movies in to try to help him. Um, yeah, I don't want to get in. We're not on negatives right now. So, yeah, there are some positives. <laughs> Chris Winslow, uh, Sinclair Daniel, like you mentioned, she was fantastic. However, her character kind of threw off the vibe for me in this movie because I didn't, I don't think this one needed a comedic relief. Like, to me, it kind of made the movie unbalanced because everything else about it was so serious. Her character seemed out of place. She was great. She was hilarious. And she, I think that Sinclair Daniel acted her ass off like she was fantastic. But it just was a little out of place for me. So. All right, let's open our negatives now. And I'll just kick us off with my biggest qualm. It just didn't have the same creepy, eerie vibe as one and two. The two movies were sequeling. I just didn't have that sense of dread like those two movies have. I think, honestly, Insidious 2 has... One of the most, one of the best scenes to me, like horror tension wise, and we'll get to that whenever we review that movie. But I, it, this one just didn't have it. And like Dustin mentioned, Sinclair, Daniel, Chris Winslow, she was a, she did do a great job. She was fantastic. But if I want comedy in an insidious movie, I want it from Specs and Tucker and Lynn Shay, the least Rainier. Those three are the foundation of this franchise. Throughout the all four of them, and those three characters had, especially, I mean, Specs and Tucker had what well, they were in like a YouTube video or something like that. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Elise, you know, the foundation of the franchise. Honestly, she was had what three, four minutes the whole movie. Rose Byrne, what she was in what less than five minutes, and I also really just wasn't a big fan of them being divorced. Like, why did they get divorced? And I mentioned this whenever I believe it was me and Shan did our Stranger Things season four reaction. Whenever a group of people have been through so much, I just don't buy it that they separate from each other. Like, it's just a little like like Josh and, and Dalton, they, you know, they they had their memories erased. But then what shit just got weird again. Like, I don't know. It just it didn't work for me. And. At the end, the jump scares got a little too predictable. And like Dustin mentioned about the rules of this movie, in Insidious 1, Dalton was in a coma for his whole, what, year 10 of his life, almost? And now Dalton can just, every time he lays down to take a nap, he's in the further? I don't know. I just thought that was a, kind of a reach. Didn't really buy it. And honestly, about the 45-minute mark, I'm sitting in the theater, I'm thinking, I don't like this movie. <laughs> And I want to like it, but I'm just like, please let the let the end be better. Please let the end redeem itself. And it just didn't. It was just – and then all they had to do to keep the lipstick demon out was just hold the door closed. Like, that's it. It was just – I don't know, man. 
my I, I do like this franchise, but I do think that I mean outside of the first one, no one no one dies really. Like there's no stakes. You know what's gonna happen. There's gonna be some jump scares. There's gonna be some creepy moments. Then they win in the end every time. And I don't know. I feel like maybe they should have killed Josh Lambert off in this movie. I mean, maybe they they should. If this is gonna be the end of the, this franchise, they should have went on on a higher mark than what it did. That's just my opinion, uh, Brian. What were your negatives? Um, and I do agree. I kind of think I, I was expecting them to kill off Patrick Wilson's character. I really, you know, I don't know why they didn't go that route. I guess, like you said, because it was the end, and they didn't. They wanted to go out on a positive note. I don't know. Um, now, see, for me, Specs and what was this? What's the other dude's name? Tucker. Tucker are the worst parts of one and two to me. And like I said, I didn't really, I'm not really committed to three and four at all. I don't really care about them that much. And so, you know, even Elise to me, um, she just, I don't, it wasn't, I didn't miss them. So to me, it's not the foundation of it, if that makes sense. And so that's why I think I was able to enjoy this a lot more. Um, I do agree that the atmosphere in some places and, you know, a lot of the plot points, which like I said, that's, that's my biggest thing with this movie. And to steal a quote from Mike, he calls it, you know, he says paint by numbers and I call it a pretty cookie cutter. I mean, you knew what was coming and I really wasn't as invested in a plot where you're like, all right, well, how long until they figure out what we as an audience already know uh, we've already seen in two movies. We're trying to get them to remember it. Now I forgot this in my positives, but man, that MRI machine was fucking intense for me i was like holy shit i was on the edge of my seat with that one but i mean overall i completely get the the complaints about it um and like i said maybe if i didn't connect with the story like i did then i would feel the same way but i I walked away from the movie feeling you know oh okay good i enjoyed it because of the connection but i completely understand and agree with a lot of what you said so for me first of all nico you said you don't like when um, you know, they've been through so much, what they're just going to separate. Now, I think you're underestimating how easily women get detached and just give up on relationships. But uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, um, you know, it just I agree. Like I said, it's just it's too convenient. First of all, you want to close the door. That's all you had to do was paint over the fucking the door was closed. He painted a closed door. And so you're going to, you know, the, the puking frat boy was just telling him close the door close the door and all you had to do was paint over it i didn't like how it, it did make you feel like uh josh was going to die when you know uh he he left and he's just, dalton left and he's just sitting there and then just oh nope we got to go home happy so here comes dad to save the day here take this lantern and josh you go wake up i just didn't work for me. I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on I texted you, Nico, when I was in the theater and I said this movie sucks. And you said uh you said you were disappointed. I said I was an hour in. And so you said forty five minutes is when you realized you didn't like it. It was around that time, forty five minutes to an hour, and I was like, Man, I just don't I just don't like this. It doesn't feel like I should care about this movie. Well so maybe disappointing is the right word couple other things I didn't really like is Carl at the very beginning. He was an, he's an integral part of Insidious 2, not in the movie at all. What was the fucking point of that figure walking towards Josh's rear window? Like, what was that? Yeah, well, Just, that was his dad. 
and it and just went away. Is, is that's that's another it, thing. Yeah. Go, go ahead. I'm it was sorry. it. It was it follows. He was following him. <laughs> hey, that's I a was, great movie. What was you gonna say, Dustin? No, I just I just remember something. So you mentioned how at the first movie, like it starts happening, Josh. Another thing that doesn't make like it didn't make sense to me is why are we just now? It starts happening to both of them at the same time. Like uh, Dalton's, I understand because he had to tap into that memory. When, you know, his teacher told him tap into a deep memory. She counted backwards. Boom, he's in. He's unlocking stuff. What the hell happened, to Like, yeah, I get it. His mom. Well, died. he was tra- he was training himself, right? Like, I thought that's what I got. Like, that was why he was unlocking stuff, is because he was training his memory to remember, like they told him to. Well, didn't the shit start happening before he was training his memory, though? Because. Yeah, yeah, because at the funeral and stuff, yeah. Because at did. the funeral, right. we saw his dad in the, in, you know, in the in the background there, and yeah. so it was already starting to approach him there before he even started tr- to train his mind. And it just, what the fuck? What's the logic? That's what I'm talking about. The rules of this shit. Just, I don't know. Another qualm I told Brian earlier that I didn't like was the fact that his dad's name was Benjamin Burton. It made me <laughs> think of Benjamin Button the whole time. <laughs> like change the damn name. And and something else I really didn't understand is like what was the point of the frat boy demon? Did that make any sense? No, no, I didn't think so either. Just yeah, I was like, man, what the fuck? And while Chris was a good character, is she is she really gonna hang out with Dalton like this? I mean, if you go on Twitter every time, and you know they say, nope, that's white people stuff. Mm-mm. <laughs> Black people ain't gonna deal with that shit. They out of there. Yeah, that's true. But she also seemed like a very like nerdy girl that probably didn't have a lot of like she didn't strike me as the kind of had a lot of friends, so but was also an extrovert. So I could see how she latched on to someone after, you know, spending an hour with him, getting to know him a little bit. But I, I did you. like I something that did crack me up though was when they were in Nick the Dick's room and he's you know, it's someone in my room and he opens the door so she kisses him. And he, she was like, we're looking for somewhere to do it. Like, that's just the way she said it. That was kind of funny. That was good improv. All right. Uh, I mean, is there anything else y'all want to deep dive into? I mean, for an instant nah, reaction, maybe. I feel like we've gotten our positives and generals out there. Any final thoughts, Dustin? No, nah, I mean, I told you guys this. When I went to see it, I also I did a double feature. And I didn't know what the second movie was going to be. It was a, a Mystery Monday. Regal does a Mystery Monday where they show something that's not released yet. You don't know what it is. And I saw two horror movies that night. It was this one, and they show, they pre-screened uh, Talk to Me. If you have to choose between this one and Talk to Me, watch Talk to Me twice. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. A24. Uh, <laughs> Brian, final thoughts? Just I liked it. I mean, go, go see it. Go get it a shot either way. I mean, you're either going to uh, or wait on it to come on on streaming, whatever. But, I mean, give it a shot. I mean, you know, make your own opinion. We've yeah. got, we're always torn on this show. We yeah. all have different tastes. So I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, like, like we always say, watch a movie yourself, form your own opinion. We're just three regular guys just like you listeners are. We're nobody special. We all got regular jobs. This isn't our job, and we're not pompous assholes who think our opinions are the end-all, be-all. Uh, we love interacting with our fans. We love differing opinions. We love reading your opinions. We thank you for listening and supporting us so much. Uh, can't lie. Uh, I've seen a lot of horror, and I'm getting off subject here, but I've seen a lot of horror podcasts since we started this show. Start their show and then stop, take big seasonal breaks, never come back. 
it's a grind doing this every week, but yeah, it's a highlight of our show. Uh, it's the excuse me, it's the highlight of my week, even though if it is a grind, uh, gives me an opportunity to hang out with my my buddies. We really appreciate the support, uh, the kind words, the encouragement. Definitely keeps the gas in the tank for us, even when I mean, there are some episodes where it's like, God, I'm just ready to go to bed, or I'm just not in the mood, but. Man, these guys, they, they keep me inspired. I just want to thank them and thank our listeners. Go check out Insidious, the Red Door in theaters or, like Brian said, wait for streaming. Form your own opinion, and we would love to chat with you about it whenever we do review it someday, someday down the road. Uh, y'all have a good one, and just want to remind everybody.